Blog Talk Radio. Good evening and welcome to Beauty Talk. I'm your host, Janice Tunnell, for today, Sunday, November 1st. I'm sorry, November 5th, uh, first Sunday um, of the month. Thank you guys for tuning in with us. Um, the call-in number for tonight's show is 914-803-4399. Again, if you have a comment or a question, please give us a call at 914-803-4399. I'm going to turn it over to Denise. Good evening, everyone, and welcome, uh, welcome to the show. Thank you, thank you guys for joining us. Sorry about that. <laughs> Good evening, everyone, and welcome to the show. Thank you guys for joining us. We just wanted to uh, quickly give a quick shout out to um, to our listeners around the world. We thank you guys for listening, um, of course, from here in the U.S., um, but also we have uh, some uh, committed listeners and followers um, over in uh, the U.K. We thank you guys for listening, and we thank uh, all of our listeners in Canada, our listeners in Brazil, our listeners in um, South Africa, in Nigeria, um, we thank you to our listeners in Uganda, and we thank you to send thank yous to our listeners in Ghana. Uh, so for all of those people out there who are, who listen to the show, we thank you for checking in each and every week and supporting uh, Beauty Talk. Now, I thought this was very interesting. Um, I found out that Michael Key, he's the creator of um, IMATS, the International Makeup Artist Trade Show, and he's also the published makeup artist. He has suspended or postponed uh, IMATS Australia for 2018. Um, that takes place in Sydney, Australia. He's postponed it for 2018. He has not canceled it. The show is not canceled, but he's postponed it for 2018. And he says he's doing this basically because the attendance uh, for the past few years has been very low uh, for that show. And um, he thinks it's due to uh, the flight cost uh, going up. And so, you know, of course, it costs a lot of money for vendors uh, 
uh, for vendors to travel to Australia, you know, not just flights, but of course their hotels and, you know, and other transportation as well as um, products, you know, shipping their products there uh, to vend at at the uh, trade show. All of that costs a lot of money. And I guess if, you know, if people aren't going to show up, then it's not worth it to them uh, to travel. But of course, there are also vendors and makeup artists who participate in the show that are from right there in Australia as well. But, um, you know, if you don't have a full house, if you don't have vendors participating, and if you don't have a full house of attendees, then, you know, why do it? So I definitely don't blame him uh, for for definitely, you know, I don't blame him for not doing it next year. But I think he is planning to do um, a, um, you know, like a pro card event like he does here in the States um, and in other, you know, countries where he has shows. He's going to do a pro card event in Australia, uh, in Sydney, to be exact, uh, next year in 2018. So if you are not a pro card holder and you're in uh, Sydney, Australia, or you're close by or you plan to just attend that event in Sydney, then um, it would benefit you to become a pro card holder. It does not cost you anything to become a pro card holder, you can go to makeupmag.com and see all of the uh, uh, you're going in and out. I can't hear you. This will definitely get you free attendance to um, all of the events that are put on by Makeup Artist Magazine and IMAS, and it will also get you discounts on subscriptions to the magazines. So it will definitely benefit you to have one. So what do you think about that, about postponing um, IMATs in Australia? I mean, I think, um, I think that's a good idea. Um, if, it, if, it, if attendance is low and it continues to be low, then um, it may not benefit, benefit them financially to, to go and do it. So you have to figure, a, figure out a way um, to get that attendance back. You know, he says he thinks it's because of, you know, flight costs or what have you. But, um, you know, it makes me wonder, is the majority of the attendance from people out of town? Um, or, or, you know, does, do they have a lot of participation? Is the majority of the participation from the people there? I mean, and if, if the majority of participation is from uh, the people in Australia, then you need to find a way to get more people from Australia to attend, more artists to attend, um, more beauty enthusiasts to attend, um, to make up for those who can't fly in and attend the show. Um, true. You know, I, I just, so, I mean, you know, I don't really know, you know, who makes up that audience. So, um it's just I think, you know, he has to take a look at all factors, which I'm sure he's doing. So um, postponing it is not a bad idea. Um, you know, he's postponing that for 2018. Do you know uh, at what time um, of the year? I can't remember when that show actually comes out. I think this year, if I'm not mistaken, I believe – the show this year was it was sometime this summer, I believe. Okay. Sometime this summer because we we um, they just had Vancouver um, in October, and I do know um, um, Toronto, which is normally I think September. Um, Toronto was moved to August. Okay. Yes, I do believe Australia was before then, sometime this summer, maybe July. Okay. So, um, hmm. yeah, so postponing it, again, I said it's not a bad idea. And then I know next year he's doing a new show um, here in Atlanta. Um, So, you know, so even though they're not doing one, he's picking up a new one. Um, so we'll actually we'll see, you know, how that goes as well. So it'll be interesting. Exactly. Yeah, it'll definitely, um, it'll all definitely be interesting. So, and, and, you know, Atlanta, just from my experience in attending uh trade shows, period, regardless of where they take place, 
But I do know Atlanta is an interesting town for a trade show. It hasn't been, um, in my opinion, a good place to do a trade show. Um, mm-hmm. We've seen the makeup show come and do uh, like a pop-up, which I think was probably like a tester, just testing the market for a trade show. And um, that that was okay. I don't think it was as successful as they thought it would be. And then um, there's a show that, that – that's here in Atlanta, PMAC, which is the Professional Makeup Artist um, Conference, I think is what it's called. Um, and that's, I think that's been in existence now for four years, but that's not, um, it, it's not, it's not on the caliber of an IMAX or even a makeup show. Um, and the attendance is not great at all. Um so I don't know if Atlanta will support um, a big trade show like an IMAX. But I will say this, I'm, though. You know, once it was announced that IMAX was coming, there were so many people who um, who who don't, you know, who, who've never attended IMAX at all, you know, they were really excited about it. Um, because, of course, for years people hear about IMAX but they, you know, never traveled to the, you know, because in here in the U.S. it was New York and L.A., which, mm-hmm. you know, we all know is nowhere close to Atlanta. So, um, you know, a lot of people are excited about it. I really feel like a lot of people are going to come out because they know the history of IMAX and they want to come and see. Um, I think the real test, is always the second year. You know what I mean? Like, okay, if if you see that there's a lot of attendance, you know, in the first year, then, you know, what are they going to do the second year? But I do believe that um, IMAX can pull a lot of people. I think it's the show that's been around the longest so people know about it. But then also sometimes um, people fear that, oh, it's just, a, it's just a trade show for film and television arts, and that's not so. Um you know, they, they deal with beauty as well. So I think with IMAX you get a mix of a lot of things. Um, so it's just going to be interesting to see. But I do agree with you. Atlanta is a – it's the type of town, I mean, I've seen it with the different shows. It's, I feel like it's hard sometimes to, um, you know, to pull people to pull people out. So it will be interesting to see, um, you know, what they will do. Yeah, definitely. That will um, definitely. And the, the good thing about it is there's so much um, film and TV work uh, that hopefully, you know, both people are in town working or they're from the come out and support the show um, here in Atlanta. It's going to be um, the weekend before Thanksgiving, so I think that's November 18th. And 19th, something like that, is going to be um, the weekend before Thanksgiving. So um, hopefully people will, before they head out of town for the holidays or, you know, maybe productions will shut down, um, you know, that weekend for the holidays and maybe people will be able to take advantage of um, attending the show. So we'll, you know, we'll see how that goes. But, you know, I'm just hoping that it will be um, a success. Absolutely. Absolutely. Well, I hope so. I um, just want to make mention that Lenny Vasquez is having a um, holiday makeup um, makeup class. And if you go to his Instagram, and uh, the, the, bio, the link is in his bio for the um, event, Eventbrite class. And for those of you who attend or participate in, rather, his um, holiday makeup class, you will also get a free class that he's done already before, and um, Complexion Perfection. So those of you who are familiar with that, he did a Complexion Perfection class, and I think he went over like maybe three different foundation complexion um, looks and had tips for all of those. Well, you'll get that class for free if you sign up for his uh, holiday makeup class. It's $99. 
if you sign up for that, you'll get the complexion uh, perfection class for free. And then also he's creating a um, Facebook, a private Facebook group. So for those of you who take the um, holiday makeup class, you will be um, a part of this uh, private Facebook group. Okay, and in that group he wants to just share Everyone share their work, um, share ideas. He wants to know, um, you know, what's going on um, with, you know, with each artist. And he's also encouraging artists, you know, if you have questions, if you just want a word, um, to uh, DM him. So uh, make sure, for those of you who are interested, you uh, take that class for $99. And you can... Follow the link in his bio, and it'll give you information as to exactly when the class is. Now, you know, last week we talked to Marietta Carcise, uh, Narcisse, I'm sorry, and um, Marietta Carter Narcisse is what I'm trying to say. <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, last week. Carcise, okay. yeah. <laughs> uh, we talked to Marietta Carter Narcisse last week, and, you know, we were talking about, we were giving her an opportunity to share information about her online classes. And... You know, Marietta tends to, and I'm not, you know, I haven't taken one of uh, Rennie's classes, and I said I was going to uh, go ahead and take um, his class, but I haven't taken his class, but I'm very familiar with Marietta's classes. And with Marietta's class, what I remember is, you know, it's a group format type of situation, and it's one of those things where um, it's very interactive um and uh of course you learn you know you learn a lot and Marietta gives homework and that kind of thing um but what do you think I know we've talked about it before but just what do you think about um online classes because they're all different you know what I mean sometimes it's something where you're just tuning in um somebody may be doing a demo and talking um you know and where you where you can't necessarily you know ask questions or what have you. It's just watching, looking, and learning um, versus, you know, where Marietta was very interactive, you know, and it it really depends on uh, what format you do it in. It depends on, you know, I think I can't remember um, what platform Marietta used the last time I, you know, took one of her classes. I can't remember what platform she used. But, again, like I said, it was very interactive, Um you can see her, she can see you if you choose. Um, people can ask questions, we talk back and forth. What do you think about the different formats? Okay, I see that her call just got dropped, and I'm asking her a question here. Let me get her back on the line. I do believe I see J.K. Hunter on the line. J.K., if that's you, um, raise your hand to speak. I just want to make sure that's you. Meanwhile, I'm trying to get Denise back on the line. Her call dropped. Let's see. Okay. Hold tight, JK. I see that I see that you raised your hand, so hold tight and we'll be back right after this. How would you like to become friends with benefits? I'm sure that got your attention. I'm talking about friendsbeauty.com, now offering a benefits discount program to all of our friends. That's right. Professionals that qualify can save up to 40% and non-professional consumers up to 10% just for setting up a free account online. At Friends Beauty, we offer a huge range of products, including beauty makeup, special FX and theatrical makeup, skin care, wigs and extensions, styling tools, and more with thousands of brands at the best prices. We've been in business since 1940 and pride ourselves on ensuring our friends have the best shopping experience ever. Sign up for our Friends Discount Program and shop with us today at Friends, that's F-R-E-N-D-S, no I, beauty.com, friendsbeauty.com. We also offer studio services for production orders at 818 691 1294. That's 818-691-1294. Join our program and become a friend with benefits today. All right. So I see where we have JK on the line. Um, but before Denise's call dropped, I was asking her uh, 
um, what does she think about the different formats um, for uh, for online classes? So just trying to get her thoughts on that. I actually um, I actually like online classes. I think I like the convenience of them, and you know. I like the idea of being able to do a class, you know, from home. You know, mm-hmm. uh, some classes, I think, like Marietta's format, you can do them, you know, in your own timing. It's not like um, it's not like it's um, someone doing the class live where you're sitting there live, you know, looking at the computer with someone, you know, live doing a class. You can um, you can take your time and you know you have like three months to complete the cap complete the class because, you know, like Marietta said, life happens and, you know, you get busy and, um, you know, sometimes you have to have to do the class really at your own pace. And your own pace could be that you, you know, maybe you look at it, you know, a couple of times a week. You know, maybe you do a little bit more the following week or maybe, you, you know, you look at, you know, you look at the class one day, and then two weeks later you get back to it. So I like the idea of being able to um, do it at your own pace and to, and, and, and to do it again, you know, not just uh, review the information once, but you have the opportunity to look at it over and over and over as many times as you like um, before, your t- before your three months or your six months is up, whichever you paid for. So I do like the right. convenient online classes. Yeah. And then, you know, having so the live I. option is, is good, too, because then you can interact with whoever's um, teaching the class. Right. So that's always good. That's kind of, right. you know, very similar to, like, having a hands-on. Right. Exactly. Exactly. So before we continue the conversation, I'm going to bring Miss J.K. Hunter on the line. Let's see here. Hey, J.K. Hi, hey, J.K. Hi, lady. Hey. What's going on? Hi. <laughs> hey. How are you doing? <laughs> I'm fine. Good. Yeah. Watching, watching TV. Figured let me get online and see what y'all talking about today. <laughs> <laughs> well, thank you for hanging out, listening. <laughs> no problem. So what have you? No problem. What have you been? What have you been doing and working on? Uh, little stuff. Um. I don't, I don't know. The last main thing I worked, I was down there last week working for working on that um, uh, TV show produced by Queen Latifah. Them screen. Oh, oh uh, I, Star. Screen. No, star? I wasn't working on Star. I was working on Screen. Oh. Screen. It's oh, an MTV okay. show that oh, has. Oh, that's, that's um, produced by Queen Latifah. You said. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. It has. Um, Tiger in it, um, Kiki Palmer, um, C.J. Oh, Wallace, Notorious B.I.G. son in it. Uh-huh. And then the, um, oh, shoot, the gentleman from um, Candyman, um, from the Candyman movies, gotcha. the horror okay. movies. Mm. Yeah, I was oh, okay. I can't think of his name. I know it, but I can't think of it. Yeah. So um, that, I was working on that. Yeah, that already so. <laughs> yeah, it, it was interesting. I have to tell y'all about that offline. It was interesting, <laughs> <laughs> like always. <laughs> well, um, what what's going on down in Tennessee? Uh, same old thing. You know, I bounce back and forth between here and there, and wherever else I'll be in. D.C. for a funeral. I'm for a funeral. Oh, Lord. And we just went through two funerals. So I'm some friends. I'm sorry. I'll be in oh, D.C. doing a wedding next year. And then Dayton, Ohio in February for the um, Gospel Superfest. So, um, mm-hmm. you know, I'll bounce around, whatever whatever I get, wherever I need to go. So, which is a so lot talk easier because my child is in college. <laughs> well, talk about that um, for a minute because you live in Tennessee. Um, mm-hmm. You know the film industry. The film industry there is not like it is here in Atlanta. You just you just said you no. have a, co- a, a child in college, so you say you're bouncing around. And so, speak to those people out there who 
who may live in a town where it's just not happening at the moment, but they need to work. Can you just can you just share a little bit of information about one what your mindset needs to be, uh, and two, you know how how do you get out there and say, hey, you know, I live in Tennessee, but I'll work anywhere. How do you go after those jobs all over the country? Well, I get a lot of those jobs only because of the, the 26, almost 27 years I've been doing makeup. Mm-hmm. Thank God it's a lot of referrals. Um, mm-hmm. You all have referred me to stuff. You know, just a lot of people know me. I've reached out to people. Um, we've talked about how I reached out to Denise before and got to know her. I don't do that tons now. Um, sometimes I think about it, but I don't always reach out to a lot of people to um, try to get more gigs. Um, but a lot of it does come by referral, knowing that I was a makeup artist for Stella Awards for many years. Um, and I have a mindset of doing makeup completely. So I, the only makeup type of makeup I don't do heavily is funeral and blood and gore. I do some light blood and gore. But one of the things I notice when people come from larger cities is they just focus on photography or they just focus on mm-hmm. film or, you know, they just mm-hmm. do TV or they just do um, bridal oh, shoot. Right, exactly, yeah. right, yeah. So, um, But you can't do that when you're from a smaller market. You need to be able to do makeup for every genre of television, film, movies, music, whatever, and understand what's appropriate for each gig each and not going too far. And, and you know what, J.K., I kind of think that, and I've always said this, because I find out, I find sometimes that people in film and TV, they only do film and TV, and then, you know, when there's no work around or they're not getting called for jobs, you know, they panic. And I don't understand yeah. that because if you're a makeup artist, you should be able to, you know, dibble and dabble in a little bit of everything, even if you're not that great in certain areas. You know, you can work at it. Surely you can work at it to try to, try to get a job. I think you should just be well-rounded. Even if, even if you're in a big town, I think you should be well-rounded in other areas, whether right. it's bridal or, or even, you know, even having experienced the makeup counters. You know what I'm saying? Like yeah. none, none of that should be below you. You know what I mean? So I think it should I think, not be beneath you. That's right. I mean, I would work at a makeup counter. I just never have, and I never got hired to do one. It's not that I wouldn't do one. Right. Somebody tried to get me to um, get on at Nordstrom slash um, a couple of years ago when my daughter was having surgery, and I did discuss that with her that she had to have surgery. So, uh, and I wasn't about to beg them to be on or off the clock to take care of my child, but. Um, I'm not above or beneath any of that, and I'm with you. I just think you should be able to do all of it. You should be able to do a YouTube video and then go do a bridal makeup and not put 15 eyeshadows on that bride because (laughs) it's not appropriate for a wedding. It's just it's fine for YouTube because YouTube pushes product, and I'm fine with that too. That's part of uh, the whole thing, our industry, cosmetics as a, as a whole. But you need to know the difference and know when not when to pull back on a film or a character exactly. on a TV show. You know, exactly. and take direction from your deep from your department head on you know what to do and what not to do. And right. a lot of people don't know how to do that. And well, I don't. thank God that I do know how to do all of them. Exactly. And that's what you sustained me for years. And, you know, some people, because you, you mentioned, you know, learning how to pull back, like if you're on film and TV, and some people out there seem to think, you know, people who do film and TV can't really do makeup or don't don't know how to beat a face. And that's so, so, no. so not true. And it, what, it, so what not true. What people don't understand is that, you have to beat that face, but you have to make it almost look like they did it themselves. You know, as right. far as as far they as they have to what, look like the character. They have, they have to. to and the that's character. the thing. You're you're creating characters. You're creating, you're creating characters, characters, but you're also you're taking creating whatever characters. Whatever face for, is gifted to you by the director and the um, people right. who found this actor, and that that's may right. be good skin or bad skin. 
regardless of how famous they are. And you have to take that skin, whatever it is, make it look like there's nothing wrong with it, and then bring it down to make it look regular or pump it up to make them look like super glam. It's a lot of maneuvering that Mm -hmm. most people don't understand. They don't. Uh, it's a palette. And you work with the palette just like you do, just like any painter with a um, blank canvas. You That's go right. in, blank it out, and bring it back to what you need it to be. That's right, because what people don't r- realize is, you know, this is all HD. You can't just, yeah. you know, you can't just do what you see on Instagram for the HD camera for film and TV. You, you just can't. Yeah. At least it can't can. look like that. No. And you can't have somebody with bad skin come on set and you send them on camera looking like they have bad skin. You have to make that look good. Make it look complete. I was just watching the show and I met one of these young ladies that was on this show and I've seen her in person and her skin is not great, but she's a pretty girl once you beat her face. Mm -hmm. You know, and that's what you have to do. You have to beat the face so that it, it just looks like, oh, she was born with flawless skin. But yep. maybe she wasn't. Yep. No. Right. And it, it cannot be that same thing that um, I know there's a lot of girls that do a lot of runway fashion shows in their local towns, like to do a whole bunch of color and dramatics. And, and you can't take that and translate that over to television and film easily or to weddings. Or, you know, it just it needs to be more muted. Right and, oh, and junkets was the other thing I was trying to say. There are a lot of people who just do junkets, which we know that money is good. That's true. <laughs> That's but, true. It's pretty yeah. yeah. Some good money. Yeah. There's no yeah, doubt it really about is. it. <laughs> it really is. It, it really is. is. And I got that one because of you all. Right. I got the last one I did because of you all. So um, for the Disney show we did. But, oh, um, right, right, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, but you can't just do junkets and then not be able to do other people because if you do high end movie junkets, then you're used to people with fabulous skin more than likely because they're multimillionaires and they can afford to go get facials all the time and skin just be as flawless as possible. And but then you can't turn around and can't do somebody that you actually got to put some work in on. Right. <laughs> Right. And that's the big difference about film and TV makeup artists than people who work in fashion and, you know, who are doing models and things like that. Most of the time when you're doing a model, she has great skin. When you're working on fashion shows, the skin is pretty, you know, the models have, you know, pretty decent skin. But when you're working on film and TV, you don't know what you're going to get. You don't right. know what you're going to get. You can simply have an actress traveling from the west coast to the east coast and they'll break out just because of you know the you know the air is more humid here on the east coast than on the west mm-hmm. coast you know and they'll and you have to deal with that the first day of shooting a show you know what i mean until yeah. until that's getting yeah. corrected but you have to know how to deal with that and you know more than you, you know did. like i said we don't always get the you know the best situations in film and tv i mean for the most part yeah, yeah they have gray skin but sometimes you know life happens and things happen and you never know how they're going yeah. to show up and you got to be able to work with it but you know on well, instagram yeah. you you know you doing a model of you or you doing your friend who's got gray skin so yeah. it's going to look great a lot, and a lot of people have, now i was at I was at a shoot one time, and um, this person texted me this recently. Um, I noticed, and this is something that, you know, people may take this and run with it, but it's not a good thing, and eventually it will bite you in your behind. I noticed on this shoot that this one girl only took the light skin, pretty girls with good skin. Everybody else that was more difficult, I did them. Hmm or wasn't as pretty as some of the other girls. She only did light-skinned, pretty girls. And it didn't hit me till later on that that's what she was doing. Wow. And I was like, that's going to bite her behind eventually. You're not going to be able to get on every set and only do the light-skinned people Mm-mm. or really make them really cute because they're the same skin tone as you. Right, yeah, see, that's the thing. And then, She's used to doing makeup on herself, and that's all she can do, people her complexion. Yeah, I think she can do other people, but I don't know for sure. But she that's what she chose to do on this shoot. 
Wow. She only did lifespan. Yeah, so I thought that was interesting. Once I figured it out, you know, started looking at how many people there were. Of course, I did more more of the models than she did, and she only did light-skinned girls that were cute. Wow. And and it was up to us, you know, just making sure we got them in the seat and got their makeup done. And I and then as she stood there and watched me do makeup, and she said, oh, I see what you do. You do an old-school beat because I was highlighting and contouring all of that. This was a few years ago mm-hmm. before everybody was talking right, about before, it on YouTube. Right, before they start painting by numbers with it. <laughs> Come on. Right. So, um yeah, and then she was like, I was like, yeah, what do you do? Because I hadn't been paying any attention. It didn't matter to me how she did what she was doing. But she basically was a one fa- one color all over, you know, some blush. Um, maybe she did a little bit of contour, and this was before the heavy highlight, so she didn't mm-hmm. do a lot of highlight. Um, but even back then, I did a little bit of highlight because we were doing highlight. Mm-hmm. Some of us, colors and them, some L.A. girls were doing highlight, but we weren't doing highlight to the point where they're doing it now. Exactly. Um, but, yeah, she okay. she was, she didn't understand, you know, how I was doing whatever. She was like, man, I just need to watch you. It's like, you can watch if you want to. I, I don't care. <laughs> and, let's, and let's just be clear about this highlight and contouring thing. Years ago, that, that old school beat that J.K. is referring to, you know, you actually looked at a person's face and decided what mm-hmm. was best for that for that person's face, and then you highlighted and you contoured based on, you know, based on their face shape, what would make them look their absolute best. And like mm-hmm. you said, you didn't you didn't go overboard with the highlighting. I mean, you know, even when you went under the eye, you made sure you corrected the darkness under eye, then you highlighted it. But the mm-hmm. highlight, even if you didn't do any correction, the highlight wasn't like, you know, four and five shades do- uh, lighter. Right. And I, I still, I just, I still don't understand. I'm trying to get to the understanding, but I still don't understand a moisturizer and a primer and oil <laughs> and then a foundation <laughs> color and then. A base color, then a highlight color, and then a a contour color, and then a powder. Just like six and seven layers under the eyes, which I I understand how you can make it look good on certain people because they're young and they have good skin, but I'm not really understanding. That doesn't work for everybody. So it has to be just to make you doing it on you and your 20-some-year-old girlfriend. <laughs> Let me just say real quickly, those all those layers, I'm doing layers with my skincare. Not when I'm sitting yeah. in the makeup chair. Not when I'm sitting in the makeup chair. You know what I mean? So mm-hmm. I that's why I'm la- that's why I'm laughing while you're talking because <laughs> I understand exactly what you're saying. You know, so what it's you're not- saying is you're doing you're taking care of your own skin care doing layers. Right. Not right. I get into the chair and I expect you to put layers on me and now you gotta try to fix my skin with five layers of of stuff before you even get to the foundation. <laughs> right. That's what right. you're saying. You're working on your own right. skin, which is what I say about makeup in general. Really? Yeah. Now everybody's heavy on skincare, but your skincare should be taken care of before you get to my chair. Right. So right. It's, and it's really and not my responsibility. I'm I'm responsible for making you look like whatever the director or whomever that's over the shoot wants you to look like, not to fix your skin, even now though look, we do uh, it. And now, even if even if they didn't do their skincare before they got in the chair, Lord knows you don't have to use a primer and moisturizer. Like, I don't get using a primer and then a moisturizer. Right. For me, I don't. Yeah. I, I just I just think that's too much. Well, what can I can I get your, your ideas on what about the all the Gleam products, all the rose gold put on? Okay, so the founder, the, the moisturizer and the primer. Then the rose gold something like the gleam or those rose gold drops put on. 
then oh, foundation yeah. put on top of that, then, you know, if I was going to do like those rose gold drops and all that kind of stuff, I would either mix that in with the moisturizer or, or you know what I mean, or something. Like if I want it to be all over the face and I can mix it in with the foundation, whatever the case may be, I would just... I wouldn't mix it. If I yeah. was going to use it, I would have to mix it in with like the moisturizer. But that kind of stuff, to me, it, it's... That's not, like... I don't use that stuff. But listen, it plays into but it plays into what you see like on Instagram, um, where you see all the shimmer, you know? Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. I don't have a problem I don't have a problem with shimmer. I just don't want the over the top shimmer because when you think about it, the shimmer the way they're doing uh the shimmer now, it is to me it's overpowering and it takes away from um what we really should be seeing, and that's the skin. The entire sometimes look. You all this, yeah, sometimes it takes over the whole entire look, and a lot of times you'll see people with bad skin and all the shimmer, and then you'll see some people with mm-hmm. good skin and all the shimmer. And I just really feel like no matter which one you have, I think it's always nice when the shimmer is not overpowering because it's so beautiful you know, when you see somebody yeah. with good skin and a mm-hmm. nice pop, you know, that shimmer has a, you know, it's a nice pop of shimmer, but it's not too much. Yeah. And then when right. you see somebody with bad skin and all the shimmer, it just looks bad all the way around. But I think that's what it is. All them bumps and craters in the face. <laughs> if you exactly. get that shimmer down into a crater in the face. Then you just highlighted a crater. Who wants that highlighted? That's, 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 that's not right. But don't forget, they're painting by numbers. So if the crater is in the way, one of them numbers, oh, Denise well. Is up. It is. And and I'll tell you what it takes me back to. And I know it shows my age, and I could give less than a. But I remember your mama saying, go in there. You came out, come out here ashy. You ain't put no lotion on, no grease on, nothing. Go in there and put some lotion on. You go in, you get some lotion, you get some grease, you mix it together, you put some on your face, you put some all over your legs, your feet, whatever. You come out, you two grease up. I didn't tell you to put that much on. Now you look like a grease ball. Go get me a hot rag so I can get that grease on. That's what it takes me back to. They, they look like they need a hot rag to take all that grease off their face. It is too shiny, too shimmery. You should not sh- glimmer, shimmer, and shine everywhere on your face. That's not the purpose of all of that. That's no. how they're using it now. That's how they're teaching it on YouTube. But that is not the purpose of all of that glow. They, they, they supposedly want the glow of a child, a youthful child. That's how it started out. With that mm-hmm. good, healthy skin that looks just a little shiny, just a little slick, and very, very even. But now they're just taking it too far. You should not. And and even when you put that stuff on and then you put the foundation over it, if you did your foundation correctly, you just covered all of that. So what was the purpose in that layer? <laughs> right. Let me, let me say this. Uh, um, there was one show I did where um, – there was going to be a scene in a nightclub and the director wanted all the actors, male and female, to have like um, light reflective makeup on. So they, he just wanted them to have a, have a, he wanted them to have a glow, you know, he wanted, you know, he wanted to see a glow when they walked in the club and all that because the, he was going to, the lighting was going to be set up in such a way that he wanted the skin to glow. So what I did was I used, um, Max um, strobe creams. So now they have them, mm-hmm. and they have like the peach tone, the silver tone, the pink tone. Um, uh, I forget what the original one was, and then they have like a um, now they have a, a red tone. And so when you oh. mix that with like um, like a tinted moisturizer, it's really nice. Mm-hmm. The tinted moisturizer isn't really giving you a whole lot of coverage anyway. So you can still yeah. see the skin with tinted moisturizer, but when you mix mm-hmm. mix the strobe creams with the tinted moisturizer, it gave them a nice subtle shimmer. It wasn't like, although it was shimmer all over the face, it was a nice subtle shimmer. Because it's mixed with the mm-hmm. tinted moisturizer, it kind of tones it down a lot. So it, it mm-hmm. was just 
it was just beautiful. So when they walked in the club in that lighting, it it, it gave the director and you know and the DP exactly what, what he wanted. Mm-hmm. Black director or white director? Uh, Asian director and white DP. Asian. Okay, so when you say that, that immediately makes me think about this tweet I saw. Um, I think it was Mike dot com m i c dot com. Um, he was talking about, and I guess he did an interview with about Insecure, mm-hmm. and they were talking about um, there were some scenes where it was dark and they were in the club, and they were talking about exactly what you just said, how they used the shimmers to highlight the actors so that they showed up in the dark mm-hmm. on this scene, mm-hmm. and it looked really pretty the way it was done. Mm-hmm. Um, but I also sometimes think that that has to do with non-African-American directors and DPs who struggle with lighting sometimes. And now that's a counteraction to, and if I don't light them completely correctly, because I got a dark-skinned person and a light-skinned and some whites and, all, and white people and all of that, I got multiple races in my shot, then if I get this shimmer and sheen on an African-American skin, then it's going to show up better. And it still it does look nice. It looks very nice on the because uh, I saw the scene when I read the article later on. I had seen the scene that he was talking about, and it did look great. But I think it's a it, I, well, we know it's a counteraction to lighting because that's what we do. Mm-hmm. We help fix the lighting. You just we help fix what's not it. right. What's not going to work right with the lighting? So I get what you're saying, yeah. And that's why I was asking the race also because I was mm-hmm. wondering when I read that article, the race of the director for that episode. I don't remember. I think I looked it up, but I don't remember what it was. But yeah, that is, and that's the great. That's the best way to use that shine yeah. camera now. Yeah, I, I didn't know there were multiple Mac. Um, of yeah, because remember um, years ago they just had original. that one strobe cream. Yeah, I have the. That's the only one I have. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, and and you know yeah. back then I wouldn't use it at all. <laughs> I don't, I've never used it. It was yeah, yeah I wouldn't use kit. it at all. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that's the best use yeah, for it, and making sure you have it so you can mix it and and make something like that happen. But yeah, other than that, yeah, I don't believe in all this shine and shimmer all over the place. I just don't. It just looks so greasy to me. And when you're not with the client, like you're traveling to the red carpet with them, and you're with them throughout the day mm-hmm. to touch them up, then they eventually definitely look oily and greasy. Mhm. Mhm. We've seen plenty of people on red carpet. By the time they even get to red carpet, they're greasy looking. Yeah, and you and you know, on a normal basis on film and TV, and, and just some normal lighting, that shimmer is going to show up as shine, and those DPs are yeah. going to make you powder it. Yeah, and then you're struggling to constantly powder it, constantly tap it down, constantly try to take oil off of it when it's not really the oil. It's the exactly. shimmer you put in it. It's the shimmer, yep. I just had that problem. I got into it on set with somebody. Mm-hmm. Yep. they are sending people to set, greasy looking, and then I'm supposed to keep them mad. Yeah. How how can I do that when you put shimmer in, in their makeup? Right. Even with a male, with right. a man, in a daytime shot, he does not need shimmer on. I don't care how yeah. you used to do on makeup. But the problem turned out to be um, some boy who came from Instagram who did a few housewives, and now he's transferred over to doing um, TV. I mean, yeah, TV. And he doesn't know better. Mm. Yeah, because my thing but, is you don't you don't have to if you want that skin to have a nice glow, you know, you prep that skin. If you need to prep it with skincare, prep it with skincare. Don't go overboard. Mm-hmm. Prep it with skincare. Um, mm-hmm. You know, like like you were saying, you know, putting oils and stuff on the face. You can't go overboard with that because it's going to show up. It's just what it is, oily. You know, and so right. you just have to prep the skin, do the makeup, and if you want to just you can do like a light. You know, covering of powder. You don't have to do like a heavy powder, but just you know, a, um, just a light dusting of powder and leave it at that. And the skin is going to do what it does naturally anyway. So if mm-hmm. it's going to have a natural glow anyway once you do that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I had to. Um, 
I mean, this one guy, he he just he just had arrived on set, and when he arrived, and I know he was in an air conditioned van coming to set, he was so greasy. I could not believe that you would send somebody to set that greasy. And then get mad at me because I'm not. You don't think I'm doing enough to tone down the oil? What? <laughs> I didn't do his makeup. Now you should have let me do his makeup. So I said, oh, oh, oh okay, I can fix that. And when it got my old school Amon powders <laughs> and coupled everything that they did, coupled everything that they did, and completely took him to a mat situation, and boom. With what it wasn't necessary to keep powdering him. I said, that's, that's, I can't take. I got to be in, in the actor's face fifteen times. I, every to every break, I'm jumping up. I'm in their face. Yeah, I, I, I can't do it. I, that's too yeah. much. Yeah, so it, it's too much. I don't like none of. I'm not interested. I'm not trying to do nothing with you. Although, it turned out that's what was going on with this one person. They were they were interested in this one boy. It was a guy, male makeup artist was interested in another guy, actor, that I think is, you know, straight. But it just was too much. And then they told me their running joke about about um, this boy, which I thought was highly inappropriate. And um, he wants him. So just because you want him, no, you shouldn't kind of, You should do their makeup correctly and get out of their face and let them be an actor. So, you know, it was it was interesting, <laughs> very interesting. So, what what's been going on with y'all that y'all can tell? <laughs> I believe in confidentiality. Um, no, um, this is Jenny's. Um, I just wrapped on a movie called The Hate You Give. Um, it starred Amanda Steinberg, Regina Hall. Russell Hornsby, uh, Common, um, Anthony Mackie, and a lot of others um, that you may be familiar with or probably seen before. Um, it's, based, it's based on a book of the same title, The Hate You Give. Don't know for sure when it's coming out, but again, like I said, we just wrapped on Friday. Um, it was directed yeah. by George Tillman, Jr., um, it's a 20th Century Fox film, so I can say definitely look for it at least sometime next year. But it's gonna be um, it's gonna be great. So right now oh, I am fine. working on relaxing. <laughs> so um, <laughs> that's pretty much it. But right before right before um, that movie, <clears throat> my sister and I both were working on a TV series for the YouTube Red Network. So it's pretty much like Netflix for YouTube. Um, yeah. You know you know the movie uh, Step Up. You know, they had several of them. I think they went as far as six or seven of them. But um, they now have a television show. So we were working on the, uh, the first season of the Step Up television show. Um, and that's due to come out soon. Yeah, so that's going to be pretty good too. Yeah, okay, yeah. I heard they were doing the original programming like Netflix and Amazon. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. So gotcha. that should be interesting. It was um, it was fun. It was a lot of work, but it was fun. Um, tiring, but <laughs> you know how that goes. So mm-hmm. we'll see. That's all right. Nice, yeah, nice. Sure. Oh, um. And y'all were talking about online classes. I like online classes too, but um, I think eventually, you know, everybody wants to do a lot of online classes. I think they should, especially from people like um, Marietta mm-hmm. and Rennie um, that know what they're doing. But um, mm-hmm. I think they they got to get to the point where they get some hands on, right? And yeah. a lot of people yeah. are doing yeah. only online. And they got to get some hands-on. And they got to get some hands-on for a variety of skin tones and ages because a lot of people are That's just right. used to making up young young folks. Right. 
That's mm-hmm. right. That's so true. That's so true because when you see, yeah. uh, you know, how people on their Instagrams, they do a lot of before and afters and, you know, they and, and again, they're doing all these people that have pretty skin. You know, you need to um, <clears throat> do some people who have problem skin and you mm-hmm. need to do, you know, somebody who's like 55 and older, especially people that are yeah. in their in their 60s. You need to be able to touch those women's faces and be able to, you know, deal with that skin, skin that might be a little bit drier, um, you know. Um, Some crepiness. Crepiness. You got to fix. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you name it. So get in there and, and get your hands, um, you know, dirty on some of that kind of thing. But I just want to mention yeah. this before we end before we end the show, and not to um, not to get deep into it. But I just want to um, mention this. Um, I know most people have heard, of course, about House of Cards and and what's been going on with Kevin Spacey and being um, accused of um, sexual harassment and things like that. And I just want you know. I, we know a ton of people who work on the show and who have worked on the show in the past, and I think you know Janice has worked on the show as as well. And different people have different experiences when it comes to Mr. Spacey. But I just wanted to say, regardless of what show you're working on, regardless of you know what you're doing, whether it's film, television, you know if you're working with a photographer and you're doing model shoots. Um, if you're working backstage on, on fashion shows, you know, fashion week or whatever the case may be, um, if you're working in a corporate environment and you're doing makeup for, you know, a CEO or, you know, or who, whoever it is, please make sure that, you know, when these situations arise, please make sure that you tell somebody, if there's not a witness there with you when you when you know when you're in these types of situations please make sure you report the situation to somebody if you don't know who to report it to report it to the police but please let's not hold this stuff in and be afraid of losing our jobs and be afraid of um not getting another job because you think this person is so powerful keep in mind that nobody has power over you unless you give it to them these people are not powerful, especially these actors and these producers. They cannot control your career. They tell you they can, but they can't. As we see now, they can't even control their own. So please well, don't allow these people to, you know, tell you that they're, you know, they're powerful and they can control your career and if you don't do certain things or don't allow them to do certain things to you, then you'll never work again. That's a lie. We should not be selling ourselves and our bodies to these um, animals. We shouldn't be. And I think some of the, I, I believe that some of these people, you know, sold out. And I'm not going to go into it any more than, than saying that, but I think, um, you know, you, we have all of these people coming out talking about, you know, sexual harassment, just with all different people in the entertainment industry, it's it's beginning to be a bit much now because it's like every, you know, every two hours you're hearing something new about somebody else and it's, you know, I have my opinion about a lot of that stuff and, again, I won't go into it, but I just think when this stuff happens, report it, especially when you're on film and television sets. I mean, I'm just speaking from experience and I'm just speaking from you know, just being a department head on on a lot of these shows, you know, we have meetings before these shows start, and we have sexual harassment seminars and classes that we have to take as department heads. And, you know, and there's certain things that we're told that we must do. If we experience something like this, if we see something like this happening, or if somebody that works for us comes to us with this, we have to report it. And a lot of times when you report it, Nothing happens. So I understand people um, not reporting certain things because they feel like nothing's going to happen because a lot of sometimes it doesn't happen. But you have to take it a step further and be willing to give up a job if it comes to that. Because I don't think we should be living with, you know, living with this kind of thing for years and years and years and then finally get the courage when somebody else steps out there. I think we should be, you know, we should be coming forward right away with this. And so, because these people are sick, and these people need help, 
but, you know, it's not for us to suffer in silence. So I'm just telling everybody, don't suffer in silence. Report it. I agree. Absolutely. 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 Well, Denise was there when I... When I had to go through such a situation, so we know. Oh yeah. Firsthand. Oh yeah. Yeah. Mhm. But it's okay. Yep. It worked itself out. Yep. Mhm. All right, ladies. Yeah. All right. Well, thank you for calling in, J.K. That was a surprise. I I happened to look. I saw the number pop up. I was like, and I don't know your number by heart, but I know it when I see it. So. <laughs> right. I, like, I, I said, I can't, I can't ever sneak on. <laughs> I can't ever just sneak on and no. listen to us. It's fine. You're going to have to call from a different number to be able to sneak on. <laughs> I know, I know. I know. It's not going to happen. You know, I can't stand having two phones. One phone. Oh, yeah. I've been there, done that. I only want one phone. <laughs> I don't even need. I don't even feel like I need a um, Google number, even though I have one. I don't use it. You can have my <laughs> phone number. Anybody can call me. I know how to get off the phone when I don't want to be on it. Right, 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 right. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> All right. Well, love you. Thank you for calling right, in. Love you too. <laughs> Talk to you All later. Right. Okay, bye. Right, bye-bye. 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 <laughs> Thank you guys very much for tuning in uh, with us tonight. Um, we'll be back uh, next Sunday night, same time, with a new guest. Um, please make sure to follow us on social media. On Instagram, we are beauty underscore talk underscore media. On Twitter, we are beauty underscore talk. And on Facebook, we are beauty talk online. Um, So make sure you uh, follow us if you have questions. Um, Make sure you DM us or um, post a question on our um, Facebook page. You can even email us on our Facebook page. Um, But make sure you guys give us a, you know, contact us. Um, If you have an idea about uh, who you want to hear on the show, um, somebody that you've discovered in this beauty industry that you want us to talk to, uh, make sure you send us an email at beauty girlsmedia at gmail.com and we will investigate and uh, see what you got what you have on your mind so again if you have um, questions for us individually make sure you hit us up on our social media pages and I am at Janice Tunnell on all social media outlets that's J-A-N-I-C-E-T-U-N-N-E-L-L and Denise is at Denise Tunnell that's D-E-N-I-S-E T-U-N-N-E-L-L on on her social media outlet. So, again, thank you uh, for tuning in and listening to us chat tonight. You guys are going to hear more shows like this where it's just us talking um, because we need to do more of that. So um, just basic makeup chat. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, so that's what we're... That's what we're trying to do, do more talking, because when we have guests, you have more of the guests talking. Um, so we're just um, just mixing mix it, up it up a little, a little bit. bit for you. Yep, absolutely. So um, make sure you stay tuned. We have uh, lots of great things coming up. Next year is year number 10, and we, um, we're trying to plan a lot of things for um, for next year, a lot of big things for next year, so continue to tune in and listen so you can hear what's going to uh what's going to be going on and um in the meantime just have a wonderful wonderful night and thank you guys for uh again for tuning in tonight and a big hello and big shout out to all of our listeners all around the world um you were listing all the different places and we do have a lot of listeners in Australia where you were talking about um yes we do the mix the uh IMAX is going to be postponed. So in Australia, we do have a, a large uh, listenership there. So big shout-out to our listeners over there in Australia and, again, all over the world. So thank you again for tuning in. Have a wonderful night, and have a beautiful and blessed week. Good night, everybody. Good night.